Welcome to Swift Unscripted. Swift podcasts give you, the listener, the opportunity to hear the inside story and be part of the conversation about all means all with leaders in the field of inclusive education and school-wide transformation. Today, we are sharing a podcast that was recorded by Kimberly Breen with the team from Bakersfield City School District in Bakersfield, California, on the topic of family and community engagement. Uh, Welcome, everyone. Thank you for taking some time to join us today for a swift podcast on family and community engagement. I'm Kimberly Breen, and I'm one of the regional facilitator directors with the Swift Center out of the University of Kansas. And I'm here with a very dynamic and diverse team from Bakersfield City School District. So if you all would help me and uh, say hi and let folks know who you are and kind of what topic you're representing today. Um, hi, I'm Dee Dee Harrison, and I am the coordinator of family and community engagement. Hi, my name is Lenny Holmes, and I'm a parent from Stella Hills Elementary. And I'm Liz Gonzalez, and I am the coordinator for PBIS. And I'm a Tim Fullenweider, the director of instructional support services here at the Bakersfield City School District. Excellent. Thank you all for taking the time to join us here today. And the SWIFT Center is really excited to be able to learn a little bit more about what your school district is doing to engage and partner with families and community members. So, Tim, as a district leader here, would you tell us a little bit about your role and some of the efforts the district's um, undertaking? Yeah, so family and community engagement is a critical focus for, for our district. It's actually one of our three main goals in our local control and accountability plan, and we've invested a significant amount of funds to provide supports for that because we really believe that when you engage families in the work of school and there really are partnerships between families and schools, that's when we have the greatest amount of student success, and we also build a better community in the long run. Excellent. I love that you're saying it's kind of embedded in policy and funding. Can you give us a couple of examples of some of the things that are written into the LCAP or some of the ways you all have embedded these supports? Yeah, so, you know, to do that, I'm actually going to let Dee Dee say that because she's the best person to probably describe all the personnel and and the staff that we do. And and so be my guest, Dee Dee. All right. Um, Well, I'm excited about the work that we do in our our district. And um, as Tim mentioned, we noticed that our our students do do better when their parents are involved. Um, And so we needed to find a way to make sure that the outreach was out there. So we have a FACE liaison, which FACE is um, short for Family and Community Engagement. And our liaisons are out at every one of our school sites. And so they serve as um, our our main focus, like their direct connection to our families. Um, We also have district FACE representatives here at the district that help support them. And um, we, are, we, we work together um, creating different opportunities for parents to get involved, and we'll probably cover a lot of that. But one of our um, really great opportunities is our parents as leaders, which Lenny is a part of, and um, she's doing Uber work with that. So we're excited about uh, just the direction that we're, we're going into. Excellent. So parents as leaders. Lenny, would you chat a little bit? Like, what does that mean? Well, parents as leaders are, it's like our pal. It's like our, it's like our parents come together. It's like a little committee where we're all on, we're at every campus in our 42 schools. And sometimes we'll have our meetings here. Well, we'll have our meetings here at the district. That's where we host our monthly meetings. But even off out of the district, we come together and we do like community work. I believe the beginning of this month, we all went to Houchin Blood Bank to give blood. So it's just being active parents, um, being a role model to our kids and 
making sure we're out there in the community as well. If I could just kind of say something on that, because she's being very humble. Yeah. <laughs> um, just yesterday, we're, we're doing a big TK and kinder registration. And so her and another group of the pals at their school site um, set up a make and take at the table for oh, yes. greeting the parents, um, did a presentation where they're introducing um, what, you know, what it's like to be a parent volunteer, what that looks like, you know, talked about the value of reading. So it's parents talking to parents. And so I get, you know, I it think is. a lot of the ideas that they share as a group is um, spread across the district. So we're really excited about the work that they do. That's one, of the, one of the key things about us, us doing this work and really trying to expand PALS, which is expanded to how many parents as leaders do we have now? That we have over training. 407. Right, which is which is great. And the idea is that, you know, there are many families that traditionally can be disengaged from school. Maybe they had a negative experience going to school when they grew up. Uh, maybe there's uh, some distrust with the, in the community for whatever reason. And sometimes the best person to reach out to another parent is, a, is another parent. Mm-hmm. And when we have parents... Uh, working alongside us in this work and as a part of this work, it just makes everything that much more powerful. And the PALs really are the bridge to a deeper level of parent engagement Mm -hmm. where we truly are partnering with our parents to support the work that we're doing in schools for the betterment of of all the children. Mm -hmm. Um, But it helps us break down barriers, be them culturally um, or whatever else that may be a barrier to success in school. You know, and that's part of the reason we're here talking about this right now is that schools all over the country really still struggle with this concept of how do you genuinely and effectively engage families. So I'm wondering, Liz, from your perspective, supporting so many of the schools in the district around positive behavior support and other initiatives, have uh, school leaders commented on, you know, how they see this impacting their school? More families maybe coming to events, more families maybe on teams. Are there some school-level pieces you could comment on? Absolutely. Well, I just want to give kudos to the work that um, our partners here have been doing because the parents have stated how they actually know more about the work that we do when they weren't really aware of what it is. Um, So they're more aware of what PBIS is, how they can use PBIS in their homes. We've worked with parents in developing a matrix for their home and what are those expectations that you have for your students. So we were able to blend what we're doing with what they can do at home to be able to bridge that and expand our efforts to where positive behavior and support is not just something that happens in the schoolhouse, it can also happen at home, and how you can help support your students as well. That's wonderful. So Lenny, as a family member and in the community, um, have you heard other folks commenting on, you know, does it feel a little different in some of the schools here in Bakersfield? Absolutely. Our culture, the atmosphere, everything is changing, and it's a lot more approachable. I think um, growing up, it's a lot it's a lot different from the time that I grew up you you it's the experience is different the the feedback is different you want to be more involved there's we have more tools and you know we're more equipped this time around than when I was coming up so I think BCSD did a great job face department did a great job with having things out there that are very approachable for us parents to actually you know you let us use that platform and use our voices and I think it's what really ultimately gets us to come up, come and want to share our experience and want more parents to be involved. It made it really easy to 
to do this. They've made it really easy to do this. Excellent. And it's awesome. I love to hear that about tools and voice because we talk about genuine partnerships where families get to help make decisions, Mm -hmm. right? And some sites are still struggling with how to really genuinely let families feel empowered. So Tim, that makes me think of some of the unique things your district has done, even in some of the assessments that the school sites are using, like the SWIFT FIA and how families were involved in that process, which I think is really unique. Would you mind talking about that a little? Well, yeah. So one of the things we we did this last year after we went through, uh, you know, training, um, you know, on the MTSS and the SWIFT FIA, you know, through the CA SUMS initiative here in California, was Didi and I actually sat down with the FIA and we talked about, okay, let's go through 7.1 and 7.2 and let's talk about um, what are the implications for our district and what, what is this going to look like if we're really going to be, you know, a three, if we're going to, you know, really be supporting our sustaining school-wide implementation of this. And we, we, had, we came up with a lot, a lot of things. We really had to reflect on what decision-making bodies parents were able to participate in. And that was, that was a big one. We have traditional things we're mandated to do. And we thought, well, how can we do something different that gave more voice and more access to our families? Um, we, we really wanted to look at who was responding to the feedback we were asking for. What types of people were responding were we really capturing all of the depth and breadth of the families and the cultures at our schools and not just only certain individuals? Um, we also looked, how do we empower families and, and celebrate that when families step forward to be leaders within the community and lead other parents? So one of the things we, we um, again, did is as schools began to process and use the SWIFIA to look at their schools, they also took a look at that. So we've began to broaden out the definition of leadership teams at schools to involve parents. And even if a, a parent and a, or a family member is not present at, you know, this part of the leadership meeting, they can still infuse their feedback into the leadership and the governance of the school. And one of the creative things we did is we created a rubric here actually this last year, and it was the culture and climate rubric. And the whole point of that was to empower parents to come through and give feedback directly to school principals on the culture and the climate of the school. And that's been one of the most powerful things that, I, that I've witnessed, because I see parents who are authentically engaged in governance work at the school, which that's rare. You know, usually schools want parents to come, Come to the event. Yeah. Listen to what we have to say. Now go home, right? Yeah. You know, and do great with your kids. And that's that's not real authentic engagement. And um, so the idea here was that parents come in, they get to see an opening presentation from the principal on things going on at the school, data about the school, and then they walk the campus with a rubric, and they actually then come back. And they actually have a consensus-making process where they vote, if you will, or reach consensus on uh, what level is the school at with certain features related to culture and climate. So we're really proud of that process. And again, that process is led by our FACE representatives and our FACE teams out at the school sites. That's wonderful. You know, so it's a great partnership between administration at a school and the FACE department 
and parents, and how do we all come together for the betterment of making our school just a better place to be all around. It's great. I, I really appreciated you and Liz and one of your parents, Ana Luna, coming to uh, present at the Association of Positive Behavior Support Conference this year, and we all got to see a little video clip on that process. So I'm hoping that folks listening will also be able to get some of those resources. We'll try to link those also on the SWIFT website if we can, the presentation and also which includes that video. Um, but your website, your district website, offers a lot of those kinds of resources locally and externally for people to kind of take a look at. Um, have anyone heard any feedback from the families who went through that process? By any chance, anyone chat with families? Did they say how that felt to really be in a sort of evaluative position where they get to go through and actually give their true feedback on what's going well and where they might see some improvements? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I did get a lot because I did visit a lot of the schools as they were going through the process. And it was really um, it was interesting to watch the process from beginning to end because there's a little hesitancy on the, the principal just coming in, not knowing really, you know, how this is going to play out. We've got parents that are kind of walking the campus and sharing out ideas and thoughts that they have about the campus. But what they found out is that their parents, um, you know, are this is where they drop their kids off every day. So they care about their schools. They have a lot of ownership in that. And so the conversations between the principals and the um, parents was, um, it was beautiful dialogue. And they walked away both sides feeling really better about the whole situation because they saw how the parents had a view that it's, you're kind of in the work all the time so you don't see maybe things that parents are kind of saying, well, if we just do this, this will mm -hmm. really make a big difference. And they made those little tweaks um, here and there, and then everyone's, you know, in a better place. That's great. It's funny how communication works, right? Sometimes it's not even about fixing all of the things, but feeling heard. Yes. And so, Lenny, have you had experiences where families are saying, you know, it might not be perfect, but I feel like I have a voice. Absolutely. I think our biggest... A uh, surprise is that our voice is actually powerful and it's actually being heard. And, you know, like Tim said, it is a partnership and they have done an outstanding job with making sure that when we have a, a situation or a problem or a need, it is accommodated. It's we'll meet in the middle. You know, it's always it's never it'll go dry or not listen to. It's always, OK, well, what can we do as a team to make this better? And us as parents is it's really shocking and surprising but ultimately it's and it's it's a very amazing experience to actually be a part of something that you actually feel like you're a part of rather than it's just about my child yeah. like that's one thing that I said they did an awesome job with making sure it's about us too awesome. and, and so if I could add to that I, I didn't mean to interrupt but um, it just reminds me of of why it's so important to have um, parents like Lenny um, in this work because it's the relationships that are built and how they do make a difference with what our parents, how they feel, like Tim mentioned, um, you know, in years past and maybe other districts have the idea that there's a, a requirement that we have parent involvement. And we went as far as changing our title from parent involvement to parent engagement to family and community engagement. And all of those, you know, processes brought us to where we are now. And I think that makes a big difference because even as she's, you know, reciprocating that feeling of how, you know, this is a great partnership, I think what it comes down to is just the relationships that are, are made 
even with through the SWIFT via process, the principals see the parents on a different level. The parents realize that the principals, you know, are wanting to voice, and then there's this, you know, commonality that comes out of it. So I, I appreciate the process, you know, going forward. That's great. Definitely. That's great. Um, so, you know, that evolution that you're describing of from parent to family and from involvement to engagement is one that folks around the country are, you know, many, many people are just catching up with that kind of concept now. And they're labels and they're words, but they have a lot of meaning when you really then put the effort behind that. So I hear Lenny saying, you know, she's even uh, respected as a community member, right? So you all do work with families and community members. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. And because of the platform they have given us, it is, I've met parents that I can actually call friends. I've met, I've learned so much through the process with them opening things like Parent University, like our Parent Cafe, like all of these love and solutions, all of these things that they've given us. It, I've taken away from that and I am 100% a better parent. I'm aware. I'm you know, I have a voice, and it's an amazing thing, and I'm kind of nervous, but it's just an amazing thing. It's an amazing feeling. It's a great thing to be a part of. So Our parents are excited. This was an, a great year. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So there's so many things in that list that the district is doing, and I think that's so important because sometimes we try something, and then districts might sometimes feel a little discouraged, like they didn't get as many parents to show up to the event as they wanted, or it didn't go as well as they wanted. But I feel like you all really have a layered approach. There's things you do for all, some, and few families. And you don't just do one thing for all, some, and few, but you have multiple avenues. Because PALS isn't for every family, but then there are other things that are. Any other comments about the types of support systems that you all put into place for families? And then I'm going to ask you to be thinking if you could give one tip, one piece of advice to folks listening who are really feeling like it's a big barrier, you know, what might help them kind of get over their barrier around engaging families? Well, in terms of the, you know, the breadth of, of what we do here, we, um, we have our face liaisons at, at sites. So we have site-based activities. We have family nights that we do, which is a, a traditional thing that schools may do. They invite parents in at night for activities, but we try to center those around reading, math, science, um, you know, and even family game night, just to have to start to build community, you know, bring that in. We time it strategically, so usually it ends right after the after-school program, so hopefully as parents are picking up kids, you know, they can just flow right into that, which a lot do. Uh, we also do parent cafes. Dee Dee, you want to talk about the parent cafes? Uh, yes, the parent cafes um, are monthly and held at every school site. And this is an opportunity for parents to kind of have that principle right there. And it's more of a very comfortable dialogue. And the reason why it's entitled parent cafe, it's, it's around refreshments, coffee, it's having a conversation and um, parents are able to come in and it's not really just a, a time just to um, voice concerns, it's more that the principal can share out, you know, events that are coming up. Maybe there's planning that's involved, that they're getting ready for a family event night and kind of getting some feedback from the parents, like what, you know, what would you like to see come up, you know, for the next, for the next event. And so it's really a, an informal, but in a, in a sense, um, strategically placed type of day or time for the parents and the principal to just sit down and, and talk every month. That's great. And again, those usually occur in the morning. 
Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we have night events, we have morning events, which right. I think is a really key point is mm-hmm. you can't expect everybody to come to one thing. Mm-hmm. You can't put all of your eggs in one basket. And so how do you have multiple opportunities for parents to be engaged? Because not everybody can come in the morning, not everybody can come at night. Not everybody can come on the weekend, which leads to one of our, our really big engagement initiatives, which is Parent University. Mm-hmm. And and that's also a great example of starting small and eventually becoming quite large, wouldn't you say, Dee Dee? We do. We have a lot of goals set out for our Parent University, but we, we've been really lucky and fortunate to have... Um, you know, a really good attendance on that. And I think it's like parents like Lenny that are, are the voice to let other parents know, get excited. I actually just posted on our Facebook page um, a video of a grandparent receiving an award today um, for being um, a, a participant of Parent University. And as she's receiving that, she's doing this whole testimony to everyone else in the room about, oh, you've got to come next year. And so they, they sell it for us. Um, in fact, one of the, the things that I love most about Lenny is that she's traveled from Stella Hills to other school sites across the district and has shared her experiences with at Parent University, Loving Solutions, being a pal. Um, so she's like our, you know, a true advocate, a true parent ambassador for us. And so our Parent University numbers are as a result of, you know, a lot of feedback from our parents. Well, and we've had pretty much between 800 and 1,000 parents during each Saturday we have a parent university. And and that's phenomenal. That's amazing. And people come and they say, we've never seen anything like that. And you know what? That's great. That encourages us, but it doesn't stop our superintendent from saying, you know, we have to get 2,000 parents on Saturday. Really, if we had to shut down this auditorium that we have and, and, and do that. So one of the things we've had to figure out is, again, well, how do we, like, top something that's already really yes. pretty awesome, right, really exciting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this year we we got creative. We, mm-hmm. we thought, well, we had a lot of people come last year. We graduated, like, uh, almost 300 people last year, meaning they came to every session. And we thought, well, what else can we do for them mm-hmm. to keep them engaged? And then how can we attract new folks? And that was easy. Then we joined with Liz <laughs> and we brought her on board because we, you know, we needed to find a track, a way to kind of make it, keep it interesting for our parents and then informative because, you know, we want to give them something to walk away with. They're giving up half of a Saturday and we need them to come away with something. So we, we have our year one that take um, our, like our parent university 101 courses but then our year two um, parents also had the opportunity to do personal leadership or excuse me, personal growth and parent leadership. And so that's when we partnered with our PBIS coordinator and we brought in some of the mindfulness strategies. And that was a that was a huge, um, huge hit with our with our parents. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the partnership and the communication. Obviously, Didi's done a great job with partnering with other departments within the district so we could actually you know bridge it together and one of the beautiful things that we did with parent university was it was such a big group um it's a good problem to have that they had to be in separate schools because they didn't all fit in one school auditorium so we had multiple schools and what we did is we partnered and we thought what are those big ideas that we want parents to take away and they listened to parent voice and parents just like teachers we go to training to become better and parents 
want to be better themselves. So they said, we want support in, you know, behavior is always a hit. You know, we all have kids who challenge us as parents. Um, so what we did is we developed these modules on what our focus was going to be, but we wanted it to be a blend of what we already had going on in the schools so the parents could speak the same language that we were teaching their students. So it, since we incorporated mindfulness as a district, we wanted parents to know, hey, this is what mindfulness is. This is how you can parent with mindfulness and mindful parenting. If we're training on collaborative problem solving, this is how you can respond to problem behavior behavior with your child with collaborative problem solving. So it took a lot of planning and a lot of time because we had to develop the modules and we had to train the trainers. So we got all the trainers in the room and I would train them all and we'd give, we would give them all of the resources that they needed for their parents. Then they would go in, but it was a shared message that was systematic throughout the district. So it didn't matter what school you went to, which session, the message was going to be the same. And one of the big um, key things here too is, and kudos to the department and our district administrators for giving us the funding to do that, is that parents aren't just going to do some of these things if you don't give them the resources. So we made sure that we gave them the resources to take something with them so they could actually use them rather than, here's a presentation, it sounds great. We actually had to give them something to take home, like a mindfulness bottle, like a water bottle with glitter. And next time you're mad, just shake it up and wait until the glitter comes down and then respond. So little things like that were, it really had to be engaging, just like in the classroom. They had to be engaging sessions. Excellent. So as we're sitting in one of the district's mindfulness rooms, I think that's a really good point about the systemic way you all have handled this, right? You're building for capacity. You're planning a big party. You're assuming a lot of people are going to want to come and participate and you're making the room for them. I'm assuming you have a glitter bottle. I do. I have. I probably have about seven. That's honest. Honestly. That's excellent. Probably have about seven. That's excellent. So Tim, I heard you make reference to growth over time. So The first parent university you had didn't have a thousand people, right? And the first time that you offered the PALS opportunity, you probably had fewer family members. So as we start to sort of wrap up our session here today, what are, um, you know, some thoughts, tips, advice for others listening? You know, people sometimes get a little discouraged because they try and they get real small numbers. So um, if everyone would just share a couple uh, words of wisdom for others listening, that would be great. I think the key is is that you have to find people who are passionate about the work that you want to engage in. And so, you know, Dee Dee is passionate about engaging families. There's no better person to serve in the, in the role as the coordinator for this work. But her team is passionate. And in selecting folks to be on that team, you have to find people who really want to work with families. And then practice the snowball effect. You know, it doesn't matter if you have five parents this month or there's only, you know, 10 that are coming on a regular basis. Those 10 will talk to another 10. You know, it's reach one, teach one, right? You know, and, and so that it, things just grow. And don't expect to have a 1,000 people, you know, come to something. Expect that someone will come and will grow from there and just set goals for growth and continually challenge. And, you know, recently we did a, Uh, professional development and and our superintendent was talking about what excellence really means and what excellence really means is that you have this continual capacity to try to to try to grow to try to do better it doesn't mean you're perfect it doesn't mean you always hit a home run it means that you're always growing 
Excellent. no matter the circumstances. Well, I'm ready because <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about that because what you said about our team, I think, is where if I felt like there was something that I could offer to, you know, help other districts or people understand how to do this work, it is really being genuine with relationships. I mean, I want my parents and I tell them every time I'm in front of them how much I respect them and I value the time that they give and, you know, and then it, and it's real. It's, you know, and our team um, across the district, our district reps are the same way, our face liaisons out in the field, they really, you know, embrace our parents and, you know, they become like their bridge to their school, the district, and the community. And so um, I just, you know, be real with them. And I can personally say as a parent, from a parent standpoint, like Tim said, Dee Dee is the best and they're, they're very passionate about what they do. And as a parent, you know, you kind of are standoffish because people aren't so relatable. But when you have people that are passionate, that are parents as well, behind the scenes helping you out, it makes the situation and the experience much more greater. Um, they're very passionate about what they do. It's effective. It's very effective. And I think that's one thing that I benefit from as just a parent is how effective this this whole process is. And I would say just celebrate your parents and celebrating their culture. One of the great things, like for Parent University, some of the sessions we had to, we had the sessions already done in English, and it took time to make them into Spanish and then have the handouts in Spanish. But we had to go there because we had a lot of parents who did not speak their language, and we wanted them to feel welcome when they came and not just have an interpreter, but actually have a presenter in front of them that spoke their language. So luckily, we had a really good behavior specialists that were fluent in Spanish and were able to do that. But again, it wasn't just any behavior specialist. There were behavior specialists that were passionate yeah. to help parents and to support them. So just celebrating their pa your parents, celebrating their culture and embracing that and they'll come. That's excellent. Thank you all so much for sharing your thoughts, your experiences and your passion to help encourage and motivate other schools and districts to hang in there. And for families that are listening, um, don't hesitate to be the one, too. You can go to your school leaders, to your district leaders. Let them know you would like to help get this kind of thing started in your communities where you feel like there's still room to grow with our partnerships. So thank you, Bakersfield City School District. Um, I'm a big fan of your work, and I encourage everyone to check out their website and their Twitter. Um, they do a great job of sharing things as they go. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to know the full story about equity-based MTSS or to learn more about family and community engagement, just go to swiftschools.org where you can find lots more resources and stories in the field of school-wide transformation. Swift Education Center provides support in equity-based MTSS and inclusive education to promote the learning and academic achievement of all students, including students with disabilities and those with the most extensive needs.